1: It's finished in Finland, done and dusted for the Grand Prix of Gravel for another season, and the team is almost all here to pick up the pieces. I'm Lisa Solomon. The important joining ones me... are here, Lisa. Just exactly, the exactly. The important ones are here. <laughs> Ooh, Fleetfooted. I'm. I'm not going to say that about Luke. Uh, <laughs> oh no, sorry, Fleet-
0: Luke. I wasn't referring to you. <laughs> 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 uh, oh,
1: Deal. Anyway, Fleetfooted, if you can hear, that is uh, Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans. Hello, David.
0: Hello, Lisa.
1: We've also got our former sporting director, team boss, analyst extraordinaire, Mr George Donaldson. Hello, George.
2: Thank you, Lisa. Once again, such a glowing uh, a glowing tribute to, to my, my past uh, status and, and abilities. But this, this week I have gone my length and done a full analysis on as many of the incidents and actions as I can. And I have to say, the only thing I can say actually is Finland should run two or three weekends in a row (laughs) just to give us the full flavour because one weekend ain't enough, David. No, we're going to come to that. We're going to come to that. I think Lisa just got...
1: Hang on on a second. Hang on a second because I have to come clean with you, kind listener. Mm. This review of Rally Finland is actually review take two. (gasps) David, George and Colin lovingly recorded a super-duper hour-long extravaganza but the gremlins were in town and made the recordings very hard to listen to. So we're doing it again. Uh, Even though it's a well-earned day off for The Voice of Rally. So Colin hasn't just sloped off. Um, we have actually given him the time off. But I, so good was that analysis, George and David. We, we no, do have George. to just jump straight in, don't we?
0: I, d- I do think, just before we jump straight in, we've got to say, actually, I do apologise to Col. I'm sure he will listen to this. Of course he will. Uh, his The Voice deserves a break after the weekend. Uh, and the week, in fact, the week where we... We kick started our carpool rallyoke uh where Colin, as you can go back and and watch all five of them on uh, on dirtfish's youtube channel, he was sensational uh he got in the car with uh Robin Berra, Takamoto Katsuta Yarimati Latvala, Espeka Lappi and Elvin Evans and sang and talked uh until the cows came home and it was great, so Col we do miss you uh, a little bit. Uh, and we will um, enjoy Scotland. He's in Scotland with the children. Uh, so have a great time, great week, and thanks very wow. much for your efforts. Sorry, That was, was heartfelt. That, bit... that was heartfelt. Was... I like Yeah, that. and I'll take yeah. all of that back, obviously. All of that. Take it back right now.
1: But it's now, easy to good say it when he's not here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's
0: much easy easier. to be
2: nice to him
1: when he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> he was
0: a... Trust me, now, but obviously talking just between us, he was very noisy at times in the week. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we we uh, were away for 10 days. 10 days with Colin Clark. A long I, I time. need to lie down. That's a long time. <laughs> well, it's certainly
1: right you got to go to Finland and George and I didn't. But the, the bonus oh, of that is that George did have to sit at his desk and get the pencil out and uh, the, the spreadsheet um, yeah. notes. What's, what's your particular note-taking technique, George? Because you have done uh, an absolutely comprehensive, you know, forensic well, well, I, analysis of I have. Of I didn't
2: take any notes. I just, I just uh, basically, I was looking at the, the review videos uh, which don't give you all the data that you get on the live feed. So I had to go back to the live feed to get some speeds and things like that, and and even gear settings, which unfortunately don't generally pop in right at the start of a stage. So I didn't get as much data for um, for young Mister um, Solberg's incident as I'd like to, uh, and and I mean the, the the similar for the other ones as well. I, I would love to get more data than, but the teams have got it, and I mean basically. I've analysed that and I'm, I'm sure that, the, you know, we've got some listeners and certainly I've seen some of the Twitter feeds and people have been doing the same as I've been doing and come to different conclusions as well, which was quite interesting. But I'm right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to say, George, there's only one conclusion that really, truly counts and that's yours.
2: Well, you're very kind. <laughs> you're very kind. Well, we jump, we jump straight in. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do I mean, it. I'm Let's pretty sure. So, I mean, first of all, the first bit of analysis has to be uh, Tanak. I mean, you know, I'm now just echoing what everyone else has said. What an amazing drive. Uh, In in the the pre-event podcast, none of us picked them for the top three, but I did mention in that pre-event podcast that they were testing in Finland and they would be desperately looking for performance. The conclusion of us all was that they probably wouldn't find it. I think I said you'd be surprised sometimes you can pull something out of the hat because I always have felt that the car wasn't that bad, David. I think you'll echo me, uh, uh, Lisa, I'm yep. sure you'll echo yep. me on that. I've, yeah, I've yeah, been defending right. them. And I feel for the team because the, the, ultimately it's the team that we sort of feel. I feel. I mean, we're not mm. doing any caning here at all ever. And and uh, I'm, I'm always trying to support them because I know what it's like to be in a team when you're having a tough time. And I, I do feel greatly for them. And, and nobody's more pleased than me that they found a little bit something that they could give aught. I mean, it's quite interesting, the development. If, if I just go through what happened to them, in my view, which is... Probably slightly different. I mean, it's just a different opinion. That's all it is, is an opinion. But in my view, that they've made some changes that they hoped would give some some degree of comfort, stability, confidence to the drivers. And it obviously didn't quite do that. On the shakedown, Ott was despondent. And now there's been debate about whether that's him sandbagging or not. And I suspect (laughs) I've got a feeling he might well have been sandbagging. You know, he was actually in a better position than he said he was. But let's assume that, you know. Everything that came out of his mouth was absolutely verbatim, and and nobody nobody's going to commend him more than me if he wasn't. If he if he sandbagged, he did a great job, but but let's let's assume that what he said was true. What he did was he went out on the first stage, first proper forest stage, probably a bit angry and disappointed and determined, and thought I'm going to dig down here, and it would appear from the comments, and not the comments that necessarily so much he was making, but it was the comments, David, that that, that I was listening to from you. Um, and 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 Colin, uh, that he actually discovered that he could actually manage this this knife edge. Mm. So the knife edge has changed. It's changed from you know going over center and falling off and not being sustainable to a point that he can sustain. And I was very much reminded of Tommy Mackinnon in the the old Group A days with with the the charisma or what do they call it, lancer charisma depending on who was driving it, the different mm. labels on it. But with its very, very odd um, uh, sprag clutch, Tommy yes. could drive the crap out of that car and other drivers could drive it for a bit and then... They would fail, and and you know they would have to reset and start again. but Otherwise, just, they would crash. Just, just um, very,
0: very quickly, George. I love the explanation. Uh, just go through a Sprag clutch to us, w- with us, because oh, a SPRAG clutch. Y- y- you so know, a SPRAG I think no, n- nobody yep. no, no, actually, do nobody do actually understands do in... just just how complicated I... those those cars were to drive.
2: Yeah, yeah, the 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 the. the... Group A, the, the 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 their their version of a World Rally Car, they stayed Group A when everyone else went World Rally Car for quite a long time, and they had what they call a Sprag Clutch Gearbox. So basically, when there was no uh, need for power at the front wheel, when there was no demand for power at the front wheel, or when you lifted off the accelerator, basically the car became two-wheel drive. So when so when the, when the car wasn't breaking power, traction, that's correct. So. What it did was it released a huge amount of power to just accelerate down a straight. So it was, it was actually a very, very powerful combination. So it, meant it would basically lock up four-wheel drive. It mm. would be locked four-wheel drive when you're under power, which is the fastest way to get traction. But then it would open up, and it would completely open up. So what that meant was if you lifted off power halfway through a corner, you would go two-wheel drive, and then you snatch the power back. There's a fraction of a second where you're rear-wheel drive, and the car would snap out. And it was very, very difficult to manage. So you either had to left foot brake or, as Tommy did, and Tommy did throughout his career, he would brake once before the corner, he'd brake another once just to to get lined up. There'd be one last braking on occasion and then he would power all the way through that corner and he never lifted. If he did, the car would be upset and you would lose traction and lose speed. If you're unlucky, it could be a lot worse. That obviously didn't happen to Tommy. He understood it very well. So... I mean, just just it was just to 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 highlight that uh, that knife edge that yeah. we think that uh, that Ott was driving, but he actually quite clearly found it manageable. And whilst let's not detract from the fact that he was very honest, and he said he said, "No, I'm on the limit, I'm on the knife edge." I mean, it, I can't remember all the verbs he used to describe what was going on, but um, um, he he absolutely was on the very very limit mm. of of what he felt he could sustain. But I did think I did get the feeling when you looked at him, his demeanour was becoming slightly more relaxed and he was managing what he was doing and just doing enough. But I no I, more than enough. I, I because think he, he was, was managing pre- that risk so carefully.
0: I think he was quite relaxed it all the way through the event. And there was there's part of me that, you know, we saw him really struggle in Estonia. He tried it for the Friday morning, it didn't work. Uh, and then he, he absolutely came back at it in Finland. And it reminded me, and I know that we hate taking uh, references from from any other sport or whatever, but it reminded me a lot, talking to Oi last week, uh, of when I watched, there was a great, great documentary about a New Zealand rugby player called Richie McCaw, uh, one of the best captains oh. ever in world rugby, just a genius. And Back row genius. Absolutely, and an amazing competitor. And I remember in, in this documentary about him called Chasing Great. He talked about when when New Zealand lost to Australia one week in the in the first week of a of a series against the Aussies. The All Blacks lost, um, and they talked to him about, you know, how did you feel? And he said, "Oh, mate, I was dirty all week." Uh, great New <laughs> Zealand accent there. And he said, "But Thank actually, you. he said I just used it, and he said it just sharpened the axe for this week." And I think there was an element of that with with Tanak, that he lost in Estonia. So he knew he was never going to make that time back in Estonia. He had the 10 second penalty early on, on the first day they were gone. Okay. Right. You can take this one. You can have mine, but I'm coming for yours uh, when we get to Finland. And it felt as though it had raised his game. Um, And it just, you know, this George, don't you? That when you're, everybody's determined, everybody gives it a hundred percent, but there's a hundred percent. And there's a hundred percent and Tanak had that going into, into Finland this week, he just, he, nothing, you know, was going to stop him. It was genuinely, as yeah. Julian and Grassi would say, it was trophy or trees. Um, And it, it did look every now and then as though it was heading for the trees. But, you know, he was the most deserving driver of, of the biggest trophy of the season.
2: Yeah. I mean, to t- to be honest, David, you know, I mean, I mean, we could see the stress and strain on his face, even on the last day. You know, looking at them on on the the the, yeah. the facing camera where you can see their faces going through that rough section Oh, it was horrible. on the first and second horrible. last stage. You know that was yeah. the car was taking a beating and he was just terribly concerned about that. But you know that there's another testament to the team at that point. They have fixed the reliability. They've really managed to address it beautifully. No, they haven't, and George. Properly. No,
0: no, no. Well, sorry, I can't agree okay. with that. I can't agree with that okay. because we know. Uh, yeah, okay, a rough bit of of, of road in or something. Yeah. It was rough. Let's save that for, for, for Greece. You know, that's yeah. the true well, I mean,
2: test. I say reliability, David. Some of the things that were happening, like gear shifts, breaking yeah, and things yeah, like no, that, you know, they, they've, they've obviously managed to, to address quite a lot. And we've got, to, we've got to give the team a little bit something. I'm are reluctant, but we're going to give no, them a No, no, little no bit Absolutely, like we that. have. But I think, you know, and, there is one big and, test
0: left in the season, and that's Greece. Yep.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the next most incredible drive was, was uh, Cali Rovenpera and I mean, you know, I know Colin's point scoring for uh, for drivers' points is, is very, very different to the metric I would use. But Cali drove for me another 10. You know, he, he quite clearly pushed it right out to the ragged edge, had a couple of moments, seemed to have a bit of a giggle about it on the in-car stuff that we saw. But, you know, that would have been a, a little bit of a nervous giggle as well, thinking, OK, yeah, there's the limit, and I got away with that. Yeah, I better just pull back. He got a couple of warning shots, and he listened to them. There's a 21-year-old. Listening to that inner voice and that those outer demons telling him, "You're out here, boy. You take another bite of this one, and, and we'll have you." And he and he pulled it back, and he, he did what he needed to do. He maybe could have gone a little bit faster, but you know, the he 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 was he was on the on the cusp of uh, of of paying a big penalty for it. And and those are just the ones that we saw. You know, what mm. the, the, about the ones we didn't see? Um, so the rest of the drivers we could talk a lot about them but those those two drives were just amazing the other things we're going to talk about that, that's sort of interesting is all these dashed errors that we kept seeing Yeah. you know I, that's, I, that's a good talking point maybe it's maybe it's not the most interesting thing but that's the thing i analyze so i'm desperate to talk about it david please uh, let me tell everyone about it i do have a theory uh about that yep that we,
0: we made quite a lot out of the fact that, that Tanak wasn't comfortable in, in, in the car. For obvious reasons, because the car was right out there and he was pushing harder than anybody. Um, but also, there was not a single Toyota driver that was comfortable in the car.
2: It was, it was yeah, no, in, you made that point, David, in, and absolutely
0: correct. Enlightening yeah. to, to talk to everybody. And of course, you know mm-hmm. there, was, <laughs> there wasn't really anybody in, in an M Sport car that found comfort. But is nope. this symptomatic of the first season of a new generation of cars? if you go back um, to the start to 17 nobody was terribly mm-hmm. comfortable in those cars because the speed was much higher the aero was much much greater it takes time you t- it takes a few finlands um to to yeah. get used to it and finland is is yeah. not typical it's very very different even from estonia um it takes time so i d- you know i i don't think it was terribly surprising to to not see anybody you know as as comfortable as they would like to have been in the cars
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah I mean mm. perhaps it's a bit surprising that the Toyota guys weren't maybe as as comfortable or as able to yeah, comfortably absolutely. push but then that, you, you, I would agree you look with at that. the way they look at the way they're driving and uh, you know I I think I felt I saw a lot of overdriving this weekend and 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 you know whatever you, you term as overdriving drivers ragged and not smooth and a lot of movement on the wheel Um, that you might sometimes not expect to see in Finland. I was a bit surprised about it. Echoing your point that these cars are early in their development, perhaps, David, they have changed as well. You know, they've not got so much suspension travel That can affect things as well. A bit less aero.
0: I think you're right, George. I think you're absolutely right. that It was surprising that the the, the Toyota drivers couldn't get more comfortable. It's up for debate how long they have spent in the car. Uh, Talking to Tom Fowler, Mm. he said, you know, we haven't had, we had a very long winter, so yeah, okay, we could do some Sweden testing on there. And obviously, mm-hmm. we're talking about their permanent test site, which is around Um, So yeah. they, therefore, they're allowed to be on those roads 24-7 if they want to be. I think the issues has been in car build time. They haven't had time to, to spend as much time as they would like. That said, they have spent a lot more time than anybody else. Hyundai's base, obviously, is just down the road in Yamsa now. We know for 100% sure that they haven't spent as long as they would like simply because they mm. haven't been able to get parts. You know, there was lots of speculation at the weekend that they couldn't, for uh, for Oliver Solberg's Estonia test, they couldn't get front bumpers ready. Therefore, he yeah. couldn't do a test there, because what's the point of testing when you haven't got the, the relative aero um, for the car? So, yeah, you've you made a very, very good point, and Toyota should have been the ones, the Toyota drivers should have been yeah, the ones that yeah, were the most be. up to speed
1: but are they are they the ones that are more frustrated as a result you talk about the overdriving there George mm. is that a sense of frustration that they're not further forward I, I
2: didn't see i didn't see frustration there there's a lack of understanding you know the, i think that the all the drivers singularly except maybe except maybe um uh, uh, Esapeca, uh, all all the drivers seemed a little bit surprised that they weren't getting out of the uh, they weren't getting to the place they wanted to get to on it now Callum Rovenpera, obviously first on the road, and what did he lose? He lost just just short of twenty seconds mm. to Oit Tanak on the first day, um, uh, so he had twenty seconds to grab back, and it would have been a brave man even at that point that would have put money on him uh, not catching Oit Tanak. You know, did Oit have anything yeah. left in the tank? Well, all, all indications were he, he hadn't, uh, but-, but I suspect that you know the the team had made a decent enough step with the car. That they could actually perhaps leverage a little bit more out of it. Because everybody would have been trying it throughout the event to get more and more out of their car. The 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 adjustments, the fine adjustments, the driver tuning, not necessarily the anything major, but the driver tuning would have been happening, you know, constantly throughout the rally. As but, as you know, as, he, he couldn't catch it. He as, he tried, but he couldn't.
0: As well as that, I think, you know, that one of the kind of pivotal points of the event was we got through Friday and as you said, that you know, there was there was that difficulty for it, it difficulty ish for Calais running first on the road. Um but then to look through the, the Oh David, the time, don't
2: underestimate that.
0: Well, in fairness, George, I I have to because talking to talking to Marcus Grunholm of all people, he was saying, I you know, I just I don't don't really understand all of this talk of road cleaning. He said, you know, I I've won this rally from three days on the front on the front. I couldn't remember a time when he'd won it from three days at the front. But you know, and 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 former drivers can be pretty canny at at playing these things down. But there is there's a science behind it, George, isn't there? Because we know that Finland doesn't have many junctions. And it is those yeah. junctions where he's slowing the car down and speeding up out of them yeah. that you're losing traction. But for me, yeah. the 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 kind of key um areas where they they found where Tanek really kind of actually cemented his his win here was perhaps Saturday afternoon in, in places well, like, it was yeah. uh, like Patioki or somewhere like that, where he was mm-hmm. he was able to make the time in the rougher sections mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of the stages. And the one thing we know yeah. historically from the Hyundai is that it's probably at its best uh, on a second pass, where the, where, the, where the conditions are a little bit more, mm. there's a bit more grip in the road, course, there's something yeah. for them to cling onto. Um, and yeah. that's, that I think that was what surprised Saturday afternoon he was kind of like right this is it I'm expecting Calais to come by and he in fact he said that you know that he did expect Calais to come past on Saturday but then yeah he got to that point and that's where you get a driver that's got a championship in his sights he then needs to decide because it's one thing going flat chat down a road in top gear a nice smooth road but when you're coming into a rutted section and the ruts are throwing the car up and out it's the the most horrible feeling isn't it George when you chucked out of the ruts and you lose control of the car, yeah. you know, a passenger briefly. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, you're certainly getting kicked around. You, I don't think you, if you lost control of the car, it would be gone instantly. So certain, but mm. it's not doing what you desire. I know what you mean. You're you're not the master of, of, of the, the exact position of the car in mm. those rots categorically. And, and that's yeah. where,
0: that's for me where Callie would say, okay, mm-hmm. enough. I, you know, I've, I've given it a go and, and now yeah. I'm not exactly where I want to be. So let's not, you know, yeah. let's be sensible.
2: Yeah, I could, I could, I could buy into that. But anyway, I'm still going to give both those drivers ten out of ten in, on the George scale Absolutely. of fabulousness, yeah. <laughs> because I think they, they they gave us a great yep. show and they kept they kept each other Definitely. totally honest throughout. And they were, you know, it, it was a game of brinksmanship, and it was mm-hmm. brinksmanship right out there on the limit, as Callie exactly, demonstrated. And that several is exactly times. the right
0: word, George. Brinksmanship. Yeah. That's exactly and, what and, it was. And, from
2: and also, you know, whilst whilst we weren't seeing that same level of drama visibly outside the car with Ott. His face and his comments at the end gave us exactly that drama. So it was the same mm-hmm. for the pair of them. Yeah. yeah, but a great look, a great job from them both, and uh, uh, you know, just another incredible performance for him. I've given him a a, you know, a lifetime best performance already this year. I think mm-hmm. he's I think he's just exceeded that because um, this was this was this was truly unarguably wonderful. Anyway, yeah. moving on, moving on oh. to those that didn't do quite so well. Are we allowed to do that at this point, Lisa?
1: I think we can, unless David wants to intervene. Yeah. No, nope. nope, absolutely. Yeah, we,
2: we, we've, we've
1: so, done the we've done the good list, so we're now we're on Santa's yeah, we could, naughty we list. We could
2: talk about we could talk about everyone in the middle and what 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 they did and what went wrong, but that would be a long and 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 uh, uh, very tedious is the word discussion. you're looking for. Isn't tedious, it? That's, no, no I didn't not want really say tedious because it's kind of you're kind of almost dissing those poor guys, saying that's that true. it would be that's tedious true. to discuss that's them. I don't yeah. want to do that. No, um, uh, but. But so let, let's look at who had problems. So young young Oliver Solberg, I mean, who didn't feel sorry for him? Mm. Let's have a look at it properly. So yours truly delved into the, the footage. His line on that first corner appeared to be exactly the same as Oytanax. It was very similar, and I did actually take notes, Lisa. He um, was Good. very similar to Elfin Evans, very similar to Thierry Neuville, and very similar to Craig Breen. Other people took one or two bites at the corner oddly enough, with a big stab of the left foot. It would appear that right on the entry of the corner where there appears to be a clean line, you obviously went in there and there was a fright to be had in there that's what I managed to gather from it but basically when the car when he, when he threw the car in and it went sideways and it went sideways and it locked its position it, it you know it it, it it you might have said it snapped out it didn't snap out and spin it just went out sideways as far as I can tell and I, and I could get a good the camera in the same place. It's a forward-looking camera. I believe they're all pretty well in the same place uh, in front of the the, the co-driver. Um, the 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 angle of the car, I could tell against the 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 line of the trees and the position of the front of the car at the entry of the corner. There was no difference between Ott and 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 Ollie. Really, there there wasn't. Um, the the difference was that Ott goes in there and just nails it in third gear, and Ollie seems to lift. And then the the power kind of goes up and down a little bit, but he never slams it down. He never nails it. And there was a, susp- a suspicion that he might have gone into fourth gear at the same time, which maybe contributed to his indecision. Um, uh, uh, But it would appear, it would appear, and I'm saying this because I, I hate to, I hate to, because this, this is a, this is a horrible thing to be analysing out for, for someone else, really. We, I I don't think we should be doing it, but it is sort of interesting to do it on a personal basis. So we're sharing here, but he would he would just appear to have, you know, he's gone into that stage. He does not want to take any risks, but that's an absolutely flat left first corner. But it's a flat left with a with a very distinctive line on it. You you know, like any flat left, if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. And I think he just thought, um, uh, you know, as he entered it, he maybe thought, no, maybe don't push so much. And at the point he he did made that decision the road was slippy and you had to power through it, otherwise you weren't getting traction, you would just slide out. And I think that's just what happened to him. And by the time he, he he never seemed to do much of a recovery after that, you could hear the throttle trying a little bit. So I think he probably did not give up, he kept trying. It doesn't look like it from looking forwards, but if you listen carefully, there's something going on there. And there was no foot cam on on his car, sadly, for that first, uh, well, for that loop. Um, So you couldn't see what he was doing on the throttle, but you could hear what was happening. And um, by the time he's decided that, he's out on the loose and he is a passenger at that point. So it was just a split second. I think it was probably because he was being careful. If he'd actually been carefree and just gone for it, he would would never have thought about lifting. And I think it's just because it was early in the stage and he was, you know, I'm not going to make a mistake. I want to get Mm. into this, you know, and push. So he took the speed in because he knew the corner was good for it. Because he was being cautious and and he got that initial fright, maybe thinking about fourth gear, lifted off for a second, and the damage was done. And it is, the passenger it is the fascinating
1: out. how caution Everyone actually changes the, the way everybody drives, in. isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it absolutely is. I think it was just it was it was a. I mean, ultimately, I think it was a driver mistake, but not a driver mistake driven by carelessness or or stupidity. Or det- I think no, it was just or determination one of the circumstances. For performance. The, it, yeah, I mean, he he was determined to you know he was gonna he was gonna show well, but he wasn't going to be stupid. And I mm. think somehow he put himself into a place where just it all came together in exactly the wrong place for him, and that's what took him out.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah I haven't no, been horrible
2: to him. No, I I think I, genuinely I, I think that's kind of what happened. And, and I've looked at that video. I, I've looked at Ott across around that corner fifteen times. I've looked at Ollie round it twenty. I've revisited it four times to make sure I'm not just talking total crap.
1: No, uh, I t- when, I, when I read
2: when I read that somebody had thought he was in fourth gear, well, I counted the gears up on the entry to the corner. He's in third gear, and then then the revs drop because it, you know the car goes out sideways and he doesn't power in. And there's a suspicion maybe somewhere in there that he, you know, maybe five meters later, did he go into fourth? I didn't. I couldn't really detect it, hundred percent.
0: No, I think that's. He just lifted it's it off. Great, it's great, great, great it analysis, Georgian. It, it was just tremendously unfortunate for him. Uh, oh, it really wasn't tra- and, tragic, and, and and now you know it's we yeah. need to see. Yeah. You know how do you bounce back from these 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 trials and tribulations? Can be the foundations yeah. for for a, an absolute yeah. rock star. I think you know yeah. one of the one of the difficult things is that we've made an awful lot of this, and and globally the media has made a lot of this. That you know you can't avoid the fact that cali and is there, pretty much bang on the nose, twelve months older than him. uh And look where yep. Calli is. Any kind of of uh, of comparison between the two is is enormously unfair in my eyes. They are in it very is. very very different teams, different cars. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. And and I'm I'm sure people could say at this point, you know, well, why was he going so fast into that corner? That was an incredibly fast, fast quite long corner. Yeah, which led into another fairly quick corner. Mm. If you know, and and you you can't, you know, if if he'd been careful into that corner, he would have hemorrhaged a couple of seconds. Potentially yeah. over the next over the next five or six hundred meters. So he mm. wasn't being careless or anything. I think he just got caught in that place where he was trying. He was obviously trying to nail it cleanly, mm. properly, but not take the big chances. And 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 I tell you, for all all goes into that corner, the car goes sideways. Definitely more sideways than he wants to go, but he just nails it, and the car just stays solid and holds its line. Mm. Ollie starts at exactly the same place, but just when he lifts off, you can see the car takes five or six meters and it starts to work its way out well you, you hear something going on does he grab another gear is the throttle pressed lightly but it certainly wasn't it wasn't full throttle in the same way that we heard it at least we heard it on Otzcar and you know that goes for Elfin that goes for Thierry that goes for Breen every other driver kind of had a slightly different approach to it but um, they all were bang full on the power and I think they all got a little bit of slipperiness in there on that corner somewhere and you can see the gravel and you can see the clean and I it seemed to lose traction on the clean bit, which was probably a surprise. But, mm. you know, there it is. It, and there was nothing in the corner,
0: George. You know, it, like you say, it was probably yeah. a, a double apex left-hander, but there was no ruts. There was nothing. And in, in Oliver's no. own words, you know, it was it was a nothing corner. Uh, absolutely, absolutely nothing. And, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, the thing, like you said there, the, the difference is is Tanek is a, is a driver on an absolute ultimate charge. Uh, And the minute and he's got the
2: experience, David. Experience, experience, experience. I know that people are moving away from that because of Calais saying, "Oh, you don't need experience; just look at the videos." Well, Uh, nonsense. We'll we'll, we'll come. We'll come to that later. We'll come to that later.
0: Yeah, Calais. I'm sorry. I just jump in, jump in, David. I really struggle with anybody who talks about Calais as an inexperienced driver. Listen to (laughs) Sebastian (laughs) Ogier. You know, the guy has been driving. For 10 years. Cole when Cole was doing his, his rally oki thing with him, um, in, in some of Colin's research, and I did say Colin's research, he actually did some homework for these. Uh, he looked Good back job. and 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 he said, you know, Calais first entry on the magnificent sister site of EWRCresults.com dot com is 2011, thousand and eleven. Yeah. So that's you know, we're into his eleventh year uh of of competition. It, yeah, you know this is not a, a new guy on the scene. Yes, it's a new guy. Talking to Tommy Mackin, we had a we had a coffee with Tommy at the weekend, and talking about when when Callie was testing their their Toyota Yaris in 2016 as a 16 year old driver, he was doing endurance running in the initial Toyota Yaris World Rally Car. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's, yeah, he's been that. in these yeah. cars a, a a long, long time. Uh, so, yeah, there is no doubt that Calais Rovenpera has has vast amounts of experience. Okay. And I've, I've, so, ba- sorry, I've banged on about that for so long, I've mm-hmm. forgotten why we actually raised that point.
2: Well, we're, <laughs> we're talking about it in relation to the comparisons for, for young Oliver and, and, yeah. and uh, you know, his, his potential lack of experience and, and, you know, his mistake at the weekend in Finland, I think it was just but, down to just a little bit of experience. And it's a learning process, an expensive one, but they do yeah. happen from time to time. And anybody 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 that
0: genuinely questions Oliver Solberg's ability behind the wheel go and watch him driving that yeah. rallycross car in Sweden and winning a world RX round and losing because his car's overweight go actually and and watch him watch him and I'm not you know Oliver's defender here but I am an appreciator of genuine genuine talent go and watch him in, in America yeah. when he was 17 years old driving a big heavy open class yeah. Subaru with 400 horsepower and a bunch of aero, watch him. First time ever. Never been in those roads before. Sorry, you know the boy has got talent. He has. He yep. absolutely has. Yep. And
2: it's- hey, look, David, it's all it's all a question of degrees. That that last little bit, some some yeah. drivers have it and finally get all the brakes. Mm. You know, we've got a, we've got a whole raft of young drivers in the championship at the moment. I was looking at them at the weekend. I, I followed a lot of their footage, obviously individually and mm. in between the, some of the stages. I was very anoraki this weekend. I was in full Anorak, mali Anorak mode, guys. Great. Um, and, and I'm looking at them thinking, you know, well, you know, where are you going to, guys? You know, you still see growth. It just comes in little steps. And then mm. all of a sudden, people can make the step. People forget that uh, Henry Teuvenen, Henry Teuvenen was one of those guys that was middle of the field for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden came fast. Yeah. He had an yeah, epiphany that's... somewhere and he and it, it, it became unstoppable. That, that, that didn't happen overnight. It took years, but basically, publicly, it appeared to happen overnight. All of a sudden, he won REC Rally from nowhere. You know, he would have been doing the Scottish Rally and finishing ninth or tenth mm-hmm. in a in a group a, a group four or group B car, as it was at the time. I think they were group four still at that time. Talbot Sunbeam or he was in a he was in an escort, a group B escort. Um, yeah, you know that. That's, no, that's what very it was trick. like. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know,
2: so uh, so you know those those young guys, you know, and I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about Gus Greensmith, um, um, uh, Mr. Lube, uh, Formo, Adrian, you know, all these guys, you know, you shoot up and then you plateau for a bit, you gather that experience and slowly, slowly, slowly little steps and then sometimes it can come quickly, sometimes it it comes slowly, but but you do get there. Um, It's just a question of having the opportunity. Have you got the time? Have you got the opportunity? And if you haven't, if you haven't got one of those two things, you will fall away. And we're, we're looking at WRC2. A lot of those guys that have made it that far couldn't sustain it financially, I guess, or the opportunity disappeared, and they've moved back a rung. Where did they go from there? We, we, they, does, does motorsport forget them? Well, they're still fabulous drivers. Mm. Anyway, that's another philosophical, philosophical story. I want to get through all these other incidents I've viewed. I'm okay. allowed to move on. Yeah. What's next on your list? Okay, well, uh, the, the, the chronological order, Craig Breen. So interesting team orders for this one. You know, Craig, gloves off, go for it. He's the, on, on paper, he's the only driver they've got that's going to be able to challenge for that sort of, you know, podium or top five uh, position on the rally. You know, in, in general terms, on a very competitive Finland, he's the only guy that's going to have the pace. And and he was, he was challenging well, I thought, um, for the most part. Uh, stage 12, uh, first, first run through that stage on Saturday, he... Um, he made a tiny wee error. Now, if you go and look at stage twelve, I think it's uh, I think it's about four and a half minutes in, or is it seven and a half minutes in? I can't quite remember where it where it was. I think it's maybe seven and a half. Yeah, it's near nearer to nearer the middle to the end of a, a longer stage. But uh, the section that he goes off in is the most unbelievable proper roller coaster section like fifty meters between big dips and jumps where the car's going light. The cars about three or four corners before the, the, the accident. The cars are going into a dip, they're coming out of the dip. They're already in the air before they get halfway up the 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 the, the, the crest. They go across that crest all the way in the air and you can hear the car landing as it hits the dip on the other side where they get a few seconds of traction Take a slightly different line and go over the next one. And it's downhill all the way, downhill, downhill, downhill. It's raining. Craig was on exactly the same seconds, like because that's the one metric I can keep when I look at the in-cars, I can see the stage time. Yeah. Um, he was on exactly the same pace as Ojt Tanak in there. Oh. And he came up he he basically uh you come round, it's the one little faster corner. So you come out of a, a right-hander over a crest into about 60, 70 metre flat right, so absolute right section with a rock face on the inside. They come over, they're they, they basically in the air, and they graze this bank on the right, which looks like a rock face with with, with some greenery lying over it. You can't quite tell what it is because it all flashes past so quickly. But that's what it looks like. It looks it looks horribly dangerous, and you're so close to it. Yeah. You've then got that that right-hander just continues very slightly, under braking, and there is a braking section there where you brake, and and you you then go into a left hander which is over a crest, and then the road narrows. It's it's a wider bit, and then it narrows down from the right, and there's a bank, and that's what that bank on the exit is what took, is what took Craig out, and basically he was probably one or two kph, too fast into that left hander because every other driver on that first pass that I looked at from the in car footage it looked like they were going to do exactly the same as craig but you can actually see that through that corner i think they all just braked a fraction longer than 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 uh, craig did and and just kept the nose tucked in under braking for a fraction longer craig was on the power a little bit earlier and you know carried that speed over the crest and unfortunately as it could because again you know even before you get to the corner over the crest the car's going light so you had yeah. to brake Get the nose in, get the power on, get the get that corner turned before you were even at it, before you even got to it, because going over that crest, you weren't going to be able to alter where you were going because mm. your car was so light. It was in the air, basically. And I think we saw some external footage that basically showed the car was pretty well in the air. There was some fan footage of it. so. Yeah. Again, he was, I George. mean he was just a few inches wide Very very unlucky But the he hardest such, thing for me of all was the team, the team broke faith with him a little bit Didn't they I heard I heard an odd interview Where it suggested that You know Why did you make that mistake Well he was out there doing the same pace as Oik Tanak On one of the fastest rallies we've had in years you, You've you asked your driver to go for it um, you've, you've got to share the risk You've got to say Well look he was doing his best for us And just it happens uh, I don't know what did you think of that, David? Were I you a agree. bit shocked to hear I, that?
0: I, I agree. I could see it from both sides. But you know, if you do essentially take the, the shackles off the driver, then you have to let them go. Um and you gotta back them. Crucially, you've you've got to back them. And Rich Richard Milner, the team principal at M Sport, said, you know, personally his his feeling was that 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 Craig should should just get on with it. Drive the car and, and feel free and just do what he can mm. with it, and he and he did that. And Richard's a clever guy. Richard's a very clever guy. He understands this, and yeah. But I, I was, and you know, he's justified his his comments on. You can read the story on dirtfish.com dot com now. It, it's a very very difficult position for the entire team. They they desperately badly need a they need a result. They've got Craig Breen for two years. I, <laughs> it's our it's our job to comment and to to pass comment and to judge. Drivers as as we progress through the season, let's give the guy a go. Let's let's just let's just let him go and and see what he can do for the rest for the rest of his his contract. Because for sure he's learning. You know he's never done a full yeah. season in yeah. the car in a in a in a yeah. team before. Let's come back to him this time next year. It's so difficult because there's massive investment from M Sport and from Ford well, and huge, from the partners huge. into into this program. But you've got to give these drivers room to breathe. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, there the, the really isn't, you know, with <laughs> you look back, say, 10, 20 years, you know, the onset of social media has a huge amount to answer for. Uh, you, you're not as a driver, you're not going to make the slightest mistake uh, without being seen. And it's not just social media. Yeah. It's the telemetry, the the data that we're, we're getting yeah. from the car. I, there, is, there is nowhere to hide now. Absolutely nowhere to hide. And I'm not saying that Craig needs to hide. But, you know, at times... If were he doing this 20 years ago, there wouldn't be quite so much public analysis of every single meter that the guy's driving. And we see this across the board. We see it in Formula One. We see it in every aspect, every walk of life. Um, and ultimately, he's a professional driver. He's got to be big enough to take this one on the chin. He knows better than anybody that he needs to go out and he needs to win Epa, It's very straightforward. Do that. All of this, all of the problems, all of this is forgotten uh and and yeah. i absolutely believe that craig has what it takes to win he's done it you know he's done it there he knows the rally and nothing would give us greater pleasure mm-hmm. uh than to report yeah. on a craig breen win yeah it's but again it was in,
2: it, it was interesting david you know you're talking to Iper there and what he needs you know it's it's that incredibly clean driving it, it's, a, it's a phenomenally clean driving i mean you're if you if you went out with a with a radar gun, you would find that the winning driver is incredibly slow at certain points in the rally. But yeah. when you, if you did if you did uh, average speeds over sections uh, like visible sections, you you could take an average speed from the point that the car comes into view to the to the point ten meters or five meters before the corner. Mm-hmm. You can then do another another split time from that point to the the apex at the exit of the corner. You know where the cars are starting to open out. And then you do another uh, sp- uh, split point from that point to the to to the, when the car goes out of sight. You can get three bites at that cherry if you're sharp enough. Yeah, you need you need a couple of people to do it. But you can also do a speed gun at those at those three points or those two points specifically on the entry to the corner and the exit. And I've done that. I've done that when we had an um, ENEPER, and and the, the the point being was that Freddie Loix was coming into an entry of a corner was sometimes 30, 40 kph slower than Armin Schwartz. Mm. And but his exit speed yeah. would be 15 or 20 kph, sometimes just 10 kph faster than 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 Armin Schwartz. You know, just as you as you were departing the corner, Freddie would be 10 kph faster. But Freddie would be 10 kph faster than him, all the way up to top speed, yeah, which was probably three or four hundred yards down the road where your next breaking point is. So he's been 10 kph faster for say 300 meters under the breaking point. The breaking point's only 50 or 60 meters long. So uh, yeah, of course, if if you if you'd actually made a split 50 meters to to the centre of the corner, undoubtedly Armin was was massively quicker. Mm-hmm. But he lo- and but that, that that won you a few like 50 milliseconds, you know, a twentieth of a second. But Freddie was winning half a second on the next straight. And he did it every single corner. And what's Eper made up of? I mm, mean, a, a single stage will have dozens and dozens and dozens of junctions and square corners. Yeah. I've just talked myself into fifteen twenty seconds if I get that right. Yeah. Now to relate that to what we saw in Finland, when I was looking at Craig and I, and, and I like Craig and I thought, well, I'll, I'll just go the mile here for the analysis. And I watched him through various stages. That that wet one in particular, where where he went off, he was he was incredible through there. So then I. St- <laughs> Then you get hypercritical. And I apologise to all the listeners for, 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 for being such an anorak. So I'm looking at it thinking, how, how, could, you know, how could he be faster? Now, Craig in the, the, the high-speed places is peerless. You know, there's nobody. There's no, I mean, I've seen video of Craig in the fast places. You know, nobody can be quicker than him. But So where is he losing out? Why is he not like beating everyone or right there the whole time? And I looked at it, and then I did some comparisons in the slightly slower places. And you know where I think he's losing out in the slower places? If you if you look at it now again, I am looking at a narrow metric, and I know it's not the whole picture. So I'm not saying this is definitive. I, I know, I, and people listening, I hope, understand. That I'm never judgmental or definitive with these. I'm only looking at what I can see. But from what I can see, the only place I could see that that uh, Craig could could win is in the slow places. He was he was pushing like hell, and you know, I I couldn't say definitively if that was the fastest way through the corner, or if you had been slightly cleaner, you'd been quicker, because I, I have no way to measure that. It looked like it when I measured it. Against other drivers, but that's not the same. That's not the same thing. But um, uh, you know, when you're looking for things, you've got to, you've got to look for that type of option. And and we know we know in Eper that patient, clever, unbelievably analytical approach to understanding. It's, it's a racing technique. You know, go and mm. speak to a racing driver. Go and speak to a racing driver. He'll get it for you every time. Go and speak to Freddie likes He's around. Freddie'll yeah. tell you. Freddie'll tell you what the score is. He's, he's a humble guy, and he, and he'll share. And I mean, like I've I've watched the guy; he was magic. I mean, from that point of view, M Sport. If if you you know, put Fred, take a punt on Freddie. There, I tell you what, I don't think he'll disappoint.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. We jumped we jumped ahead briefly there to to a bit of pre. Sorry, that was just was that, was just, no, that was
2: just for the that was just for the analysis of Craig. So Craig did a great job, and look, he was on the pace. He didn't crash when he was off the pace. He didn't well it wasn't a crash he just took a wheel off that's just a, that's just a, that's a graze he just grazed the damn thing mm. you know he didn't fling the car off the road he just took a wheel off at an unfortunate point uh, but but uh, the, the bottom line is he was on the pace he did that when he was on the pace and pushing you know and he was still you know he still had a lot to win if he could have he could have if he'd maintained that pace you imagine if he'd actually maintained that pace he'd have probably got himself up to third overall yeah that's it's exactly like so my German exam, of, George.
1: Um my German yeah. exam, I got punished for making mistakes, not for getting yeah. things right.
2: And oh, being sheesh, trying to be a clever Lisa. dick. You see. So Shush Lisa! Yeah. stop it now. You've been you're taking the mick out of me now. No, it's so, true. That, that it. that's how
1: the exams are marked. You you know you you, you oh, yeah. could be brilliant, but then try and be extra clever, make a couple of mistakes, and you're yeah. smacked right down, you know.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. you wouldn't do to be, to show a clever a teacher how clever you are because they want to be much cleverer than you always, don't they? Is that, <laughs> not, the, is that not the makeup Steady of the teacher? Steady now. <laughs> Sorry, teachers. Sorry, teachers. I'm just having a dig. You can tell I wasn't an academic. <laughs> so on to number three. On to number three. How long's the list, the, by the way? I'm just checking the this time. Is it? Number three. That's it. That's Ready, it. I Lisa. It stops at that. So um, I run out. I run out of puff at this point. <laughs> so uh, a lappy. So. Um, I mean, I always look at this from the point of view of a team manager and then I also look at it as the point of view of a driver after that because I've always been great friends with a great number of drivers. Not all of them, but a great friend with a great number of drivers and I've always been a friend of every single co-driver I've ever worked with. Uh, even even the not-so-nice ones, I've still been big mates with them. Come on, spell um, who are the not-so-nice ones. No, no, there's not many uh... of them. There's only one or two there. They're, they were just a little bit more difficult, but... Um, um, the they were favorite co-driver favorite co-driver
0: come on george favorite co-driver favorite co-driver
2: it's it's impossible to say Denny Giordi, I mean, look, Surely. D- Denny Girardet <laughs> is an incredibly close friend and a fabulous co-driver that's done the most amazing things yeah. but look you know they've all been great to work with i mean i, I worked for a short period with with another very good friend robert reed mm. um obviously i've uh i've, I've worked with what's you know, what happened
0: to him now where did he get to
2: Hey? Robert, oh, Robert Reid, I think he's, I think he's <laughs> still lightly involved in motorsport somewhere. Okay, oh, he's the vice president of FIA. Stop it, stop it. He's he's, at the, he's he's very close to the extreme zenith of the sport at this point. He is, and and we are we are booked up to have a cup of coffee when I can actually get away from my desk at at lunchtime and get down to Edinburgh to have that coffee with him at some point. It will happen when he's there. Um, however, uh, yeah, we digress. Uh, lappy. Um <laughs> Uh, teams point of view driver's point of view i mean such an unbelievably likable uh, pleasant guy and and you know honest uh, to to a fault absolutely mm. to a fault but he reckons he reckons he changed his notes in between the first and the second run so sorry for sorry for you asepeka i i i looked to see if that's what you did and you know i don't speak finnish so it was difficult to see um but i, I detected there probably was A slight note difference but I couldn't be sure need a fin to check that out for us and tweet us out whether whether he did or not and and why should I be checking why should I be so cheeky as to check well the reason I wanted to be so cheeky as to check was because I really couldn't understand what you did wrong basically you came into the corner and it looks like again it looks like you missed your braking yeah and he was then a passenger through the corner he never put the power on he never tried to get back online he just stayed on the brakes the car pointing down the road but sliding into the corner and then sliding off over the road and got tripped up on the ruts going out over the edge of that road was never going to be the fastest way not one single other driver tried that tack at all nor would they have imagined to because of that step and because it was a field and because you'd have to get back on the road and its acceleration point the traction is on the road not on the grass field there was no gain to it at all I think he just missed his breaking a little bit, in all honesty. It looked like a concentration thing. I think he just lost concentration a little bit, just missed his breaking point. Or maybe he thought he could, maybe, maybe if he, as he said, he changed his note in, in all honesty because he thought he could get a bit more speed into it. On the way into that corner, he's doubted his new note and he's lifted off. And again, he's just been left, oh shit, what have I done? All he had to do was straighten the car out, go out over the field that he ended up in anyway and come back onto the road. So it looked to me like normally rally drivers will recover and, and attempt to recover. He doesn't attempt to recover from it. So I think it was a concentration thing, You know, maybe maybe caused by him changing the note, thinking he could come faster, thinking better of it, going into check ready mode and not managing to recover somehow. It was as simple as that. And again, I watched it. I must have watched it 20 times. To try and figure out exactly what happened and what he was doing but he comes off the power and that's it and I you know the 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 um there is pedal footage available for him and he he does seem to try and get back on the power but again maybe maybe and this is this is the mitigating fact maybe he was thinking as he came through there he could come through a gear higher so just open out the corner very slightly come through a gear higher um, and 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 then not have to change gear going down the straight, which is a you know obviously a speed advantage, traction advantage, and it would be huge. Well, there was no need for him to be behaving like that, so he's checking his notes for the next year. Good move. I'll, I'll buy into that as a as a concept. Uh, but um, and that put him into a position where as he slowed down, he didn't manage to come down the gearbox to get the power to give himself the option to do something. So you know maybe it was that. And you can't damn him one way or the other. But it did give us the most fabulous event i mean all parties elbow i mean he, he gave us a he gives us a fabulous bit of last minute drama as if we needed more yeah. uh, a great recovery a, a fantastic repair and uh, it, he was properly focused after that anyway wasn't he <laughs> particularly when
0: the roof blew off
2: <laughs> oh yeah i've not watched that bit of footage on the
0: following stage yet it's very very entertaining I uh i haven't seen see that yet, either
2: no, you can it, go on to you can go on to the the onboards and and capture that. I'm very familiar <laughs> with them now, so yes. I've not I've not actually. It's the one thing I haven't looked at yet.
0: So one mm. thing we should say uh, is a massive thank you to WRC Promoter for providing the brilliant all live service so that we could yeah. use all of that. Uh, and you know, often yeah. George, it it takes a weekend like this. You know, and and I've done this. You know, and I I missed I missed Finland last year because of COVID and and the autumn one um, and just. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're in the middle of an event and you're on the event, uh, it it is great because you're there, you're in the heart of it. But when you're away from it and you have the opportunity to just sit back and look at what uh, what WRC promoter does, uh, to, just to bring us every stage live from all of the angles, yeah. it it is a phenomenal effort. It's more, it's something that we're we're hoping to um, to bring our readers and watchers some insight into what they do because you know it's a military operation. Uh, involving hundreds of miles of cables, helicopters, airplanes, loads of people, and just remarkable logistics. Um, so we are talking to to WRC Promoter, and we will bring some insight into into exactly how they do it because it's an aspect of the sport that I don't think we, we appreciate fully uh, as a sport. Uh, I know we pay for it. I know it costs money. Uh, but for me, it, it is massively worthwhile. And yes there are every now and then there are some technical issues but for goodness sake <laughs> look where we are
2: it's a, you do know? you remember it's how excited
0: really, we got big, when we had things like
1: exercise. puddle cam that that appeared for the <laughs> yeah. first time and and when we first got on boards and you know a day later or you know when the when the program came out you oh my god i can see what's yeah. happening in the car this is yeah. incredible we are so far beyond all that now with the drone shots and the mm. I mean, if if you actually just managed to run the car engine a bit, which I do not advocate to anybody, (laughs) but if you had the smell of the fumes and threw some dirt on your face, you could be there, especially if you had some of those really good gaming chairs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Lisa. We,
2: we we need to. Thank you, Lisa. That's next level stuff again. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. Great yeah. idea. I'm loving that one. Just
1: strap in for the weekend I'm and then just. It.
2: Thank you, WRC. Get oh, the catheter get in. Get the beer, yeah. beer fridge closer. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can see you with one of those hats with a couple of beer cans on either side <laughs> with the straws coming into your mouth, Lisa. Yeah. That's yeah. You.
0: There are a few yeah. of those around in the vascular.
1: Fantastic,
2: as was. <laughs> it's
0: your vascular no, after it, all. Yeah. It, 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 you know, just to perhaps wrap it up from my side, it was a, typically, it was just a brilliant weekend. It is every, it's a pilgrimage. You drive down that E63 from Yamsa to, uh, to, to a vascular and just love it. And we were we couldn't decide where to uh, to film the end of event review. On Sunday night, we had some some great hospitality from the event sponsor, Sector Automotive. So big thanks to them. We filmed there on Friday night. Uh, and then we filmed outside our own little house uh, near, uh, I can't remember where it was, Petit Avesi, Petit Vessi, uh, in on Saturday night in the absolutely freezing conditions. Um, and Hang on, Sunday, you're not allowed to right. moan about the cold. No, 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 no I, that, was, that was at a full appreciation, least, okay. uh, sitting here baking today in uh, in Britain. Um, but then Sunday, we just, oh, what what do we do? Because it was quite an odd one. There was no, the cars didn't come back in, so they sort of, the, the service part wasn't its usual uh, hive of activity. Um, so we said, oh, well, why didn't we, you know, we could go down to, drive down to Helsinki, down the E63, go to Jamsa Tampere, and go that way, and then we'll stop off at that yellow house. And it's just a yellow house. It's just a yellow summer house in the <laughs> middle of Finland. But actually, what it stands for in our world is everything that, it, you know, everything that Rally Finland is about, yeah. and the Thousand Lakes, we don't call it the Thousand Lakes enough we should do. We I drove should.
2: that stage without pace notes, David. There you it, go, George. You're a
0: hero, <laughs> an absolute <laughs> hero, genuinely, because you know you come through going through the the stage with the house on the left. You go through what is it? It's a it's a blindish right hander. I you was going to. Say, and
1: I think we need to correct George. I think he means to say that he drove that
2: stage at rally speed without notes. Yeah. Nodes. yeah yeah, yeah that I, and, and yeah. that's it george you know i don't know how you do it and you are well I'd I'd, I'd I'd done i'd done the recce about i must have been over that stage five or six times but i'd, I'd been on my own because i, I wrote my own notes so I, right. I, I i dictated my notes and then and then i just went and learned the roads um, wow as that, much as i could so were you doing it in in the in the
0: traditional way so the yellow house was on your left so you'd started from mm-hmm. Hambapoya junction
2: uh we start we, we did it we did it. In we did bits of it in two directions, um, but the big stage, the big stage—I can't remember, David. It was the first time I was in Finland. I can't remember where the Yellow House was. Because, it, but it was a big stage. It was—it was thirty odd kilometers. Yeah,
0: no, exactly, exactly. But they turned yeah. it a few years ago. They turned it around. Um, it was the year that Chris Meek won, uh, and and everybody was talking about coming the other way to the Yellow House because then it it becomes more of a sort of drop-off jump. Um and and that following what would then be a left hander would be a little bit more complicated. And and for me, Mm. it was almost sacrilege that I turned it around. But ultimately, it was just genius. You know, it is Mm. an an amazing piece of road and we can wax lyrical as we always do. But if ever anybody gets the opportunity to go there, to be there, just go, just go and drive it. There are certain roads Mm. called the Torini, these these are public Um, roads yeah you can go and drive them guys they are you know el condor those kind of places they are it's it's an honor and a privilege to drive down Mm -hmm. those bits of road and it was brilliant to just be there on on i would recommend
2: driving them in winter yeah 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 yeah, because because that then then you can actually have a little bit fun on Um, that and if you go off there's no damage as a rule not (laughs) not completely but you know if like you do days go days off and there is damage, which, <laughs> don't send us <laughs> <Yeah>. the bill. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and go, always go with two cars with a tow rope so that one guy can pull you out. The snow bank. Hey, the snow, it's just a snow bank. It's only snow. It's soft. It's lovely. Yeah. Great. Great. But no, it's it. so a big, a big
0: dos to Finland for yeah. once again. Yeah, thank it, you, Finland. Absolutely. Kai Takjainen, you know, brilliant job from all of the organisers. Bizarre. I hadn't been there since 19, because uh, obviously we didn't have one in 20 I was away in 2021 and it was amazing to be back it's it's a great place and can't wait for next yeah. year.
2: Well I'll 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 do my wind up David so just, we'll finish up with WRC2 very briefly from me. Yes. Obviously uh, it was an incredible fight all the way through um uh with the two main protagonists um finally Mr Sunan and, uh being excluded having having won the rally being excluded for having an, yeah. a non-conforming front bumper and it wasn't even yeah. An original front bumper it was a it was a copy front bumper oh, yeah these these, these
0: these these kind of things you know it is heartbreaking it's for everybody oh. we've seen it time and david time.
2: david it's, it's not it's not heartbreaking that's inevitable i mean it, what did somebody not understand there it,
0: it, ultimately george it is for, for for temu you know what is the guy oh for him, him it's to, absolutely to heartbreaking
2: kind of totally heartbreaking it, but someone has deliberately made ooh. a copy Homologated front bumper. Yeah, but that was the, that's how the, I read. That's how I no, read no, no, report. Absolutely,
0: and but that was for t- it was for testing because we've already talked. And George, they left about, it on
2: by mistake. We've already talked about
0: the difficulties ah. of, of getting parts for the cars. Mm. You know, so they right. are they're they're doing all they can to get bits. You know, and it's not just Hyundai, globally. Ah,
2: okay. That makes it that makes it clearer. I didn't realise that, that that also the R five cars didn't have parts.
0: No, well, I mean it t- just go and try any go and try and buy a bit for your car right now, George. Everything look, takes so much I'm buying, longer. I'm
2: buying parts to, 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 to keep fire pumps and emergency generators going offshore, yeah. and it's the same for us. Same yeah, same all around the world. Yeah.
0: It it's the world right now. So you know that kind of that's okay. kind where well, all it is. is
2: forgiven. <laughs> All is forgiven, and then a quick a quick word for Hayden Paddon, who did who who again did not exactly. just due to the lack of parts, probably due to the lack of finances, and he has to have his car going back to New Zealand this week. An incredible job from him. He oh. he he finished fourth uh, unofficially, third officially now, oh. which is a, a great result from him on the books. Uh, and and he obviously had to keep something in reserve, but I think that was an absolutely amazing performance it's, coming back. And we,
0: you're you're a genius, George. Because you know we we if only we had another hour to go. Because I could sit and talk about Hayden Padden and John Kennard for another hour. Because what they did at the weekend it, it's amazing. It's worthy of a podcast of its own. You know to see it Hayden Padden driving the yeah. the articulated lorry all the way from Austria into Finland. He that he now drives it all the way back and he sits there strips the car down um, at Manfred Stoll's place. All of this doing every aspect of this himself, and yeah. just to to drive so well, and you know you can get yeah. a bunch of people who say, oh, Hayden Padden, you know where was he? blah blah blah, forget it. Padden came to Finland with one objective to get yeah. some seat time to bring himself back up yeah. to speed. He uh-huh. did it wasn't about winning, and you know a lesser no. driver would have looked at that event halfway through and thought right i'm I'm in well, the groove, let- I'm going to push a bit harder he yeah. didn't he just let- he delivered. Yeah. True professional.
2: Yeah, and let and let yeah. and let's look at those people doing WRC two this year that were are saying that, that everybody should go to the same place and, and this and that and the next thing. And we said this on the earlier podcast. Yeah, you know why weren't they in Finland? Where, where well, was Mickelson? Hayden chose the most difficult event to go and do. Yeah, all strength to the guy. Oh, absolutely. You know, he he understands know, it's all about speed.
0: It, and the odd, he understands that he can't hide away from these people. You know, you can't. Yeah, and 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 I have to say one quick word for for John for John Kennard. He he. I was going to say he loaned me a bottle of wine. He didn't. He left me a bottle of of, of sparkling Sauvignon Blanc from his from his Vicarage Lane vineyard, John. It was absolutely fantastic. It's loaned I, I, it. He <laughs> can have the bottle back. How did
1: that
2: even creep out of your
0: mouth? <laughs> it totally didn't.
2: Just well, no. just for reference, I'm desperately trying to get to New Zealand any way I possibly can, and if I get there, I shall be uh, I shall be partaking in a couple of. Uh, couple of bottles of john's finest i'm sure
0: yes do it's yeah, it's yeah. epic it's i was going to start blethering on about pinot noir and, and, then, and blah 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 and, but no it's all good and
2: why why oh why is hayden padden not being given a world rally car in for new zealand, zealand rally it, I, it, TikTok, that defies belief. now you know you know i've been, I've been a very defensive a on its own yeah but i've been very defensive of the hyundai team and you know all the difficulties they've been having but that, this one It's critical. Why? Why haven't you
0: done that? An absolute open door. I I couldn't agree more, George. I think
2: we
1: might have a silly season uh, conversation about who should be where and what should be when, but we are ticking out of time, chaps. Big Uh, time. Absolutely Uh, tucked. We've talked. uh, talked You've talked. Well done, George. Um,
2: Expert analysis,
1: which is just—it's fantastic for a rally like Finland that you do. Kind of, you can take a very simplistic view to it, and having somebody pointing out why that's not right Mm. is very helpful.
2: I mean, as, as I've said, I'll, I'll make my view, and then David David's chipping in with with some other really relevant facts that I haven't oh, factored sure in, that. and and that's that's what our podcast is all about, trying to figure things out. And yeah. our listeners are free to comment. And I'm sitting here. Where, where are they going to Where are they going to find all that? Oh yes, Dirtfish. Dirtfish.com. dirtfish.com. Com, Follow
1: the action on Dirtfish.com. Send us your theories and queries via our action. socials. That's what Luke, the cool kid, would say. Cool yes. kid Luke. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram at Dirtfish Rally. That's the way. Don't forget if you like the podcast, like and subscribe with your podcast provider. Sorry, did and you that, say yeah. if
0: you like the podcast. That's good. Well,
1: yeah, well, because I'm, like I'm saying if you don't, don't. Right. <laughs> okay,
2: nice. Keep, Keep it. wrap up. Thank Keep you, folks. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Cheers, Thanks, boys.
0: Liz. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye bye.